right. Hello there. Welcome to Babylon with the boys. I'm Crush Gervais, and I'm saddened by having to go back to the old fashioned way. The old fashioned way. The old fashioned way. Back in, back in the prairies. Okay, yeah, no, we we are back. My name is Spencer Schiff, Spencer Fleming, and we have taken a blast to the past. Decided not to work for us today. So there's a babbling highlights reel for this video. Oh, tears, everybody. You can't see us, but we're crying. Yeah, um, tears for the for the 10 viewers that we had watching those. Hey, Grandma. Yeah, love you, Grandma. Um, anyway, but we're, what are we doing today again? We... <laughs> Oh no, this is gonna be like the soundtrack sound uh, scores again, is it? No, I'm just uh I'm just kidding with you. I know what we're doing. Okay, what what are we actually doing today? Yeah, today we are doing one of our old yay, we're doing a pitch again. You know, once in a while we do those pitches. And today we are pitching um our own musicals. So we're we're pitching what what musical we wanna see brought to the big screen, giving you all a little little pitch fest a little wait, uh, wait what musical we want brought to the big screen or just like it's happened again <laughs> no i pitched like my idea is like a wholly original musical i have nothing to say like it's not a pre-existing musical at all oh no um mine isn't a... okay no okay no it's fine Okay. I thought no, you were like you, say you pitched like a play and I was like, oh, I just want to go home. <laughs> no, I pitched a a music it's not like uh it's not on Broadway, it's not off Broadway, it's not No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this is a wholly original. Mine isn't, mine isn't either a film or a a play either, but um I'm using a book that exists and I'm making the book into a musical. Oh, this if this is a book, I haven't heard of it. Okay, yeah. And I think you'd... I don't think this really can be made. You'd run into a lot of legal trouble. <laughs> well, that's why That's why it's a, it's a pitch, that's why, baby. Well, that's why it's, it's a babbling It's not hard to make it. It's... Although, oh, by everything that you hear... I'm just going to say now. Everything you hear in this video is in... And if you like the idea, show us the money. Um, <laughs> yeah. We will come at you with, I don't know, with a team of lawyers. A team of lawyers. That will probably just be me and Carson dressed up in suits pretending to be lawyers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because today we're doing pitches. And usually those don't take as long as um, our top five lists. We're usually. Gonna, usually. Just like watch the, watch the end of this video. Just be like, oh three hours uh no no yeah i don't anticipate it being that long but um we're gonna do a little actual babbling section babbling with the boys is in the title and we have been skimping on the babbling lately a lot of boys little babbling so <laughs> oh <laughs> there's been so many <laughs> there's been so many boys it's a revolving door of male genitalia Anyway, um, how's I, it been going, Spencer? What was that? What? How's it been going? 
How's it been going? Um, I don't know if you saw the the King Kong versus Godzilla trailer. Wasn't it released like an hour ago? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been up since five, baby. The internet <laughs> has been <laughs> the internet has been in my grasps. Yeah, I literally, I think I was like the hundredth view. <laughs> that's how. That's what? how on top of it I was. I saw the teasers and it was like trailer on Sunday, and every like five minutes I was just refreshing YouTube. And then I saw not I'm not even like a huge like King Kong or Godzilla fan. I just always have liked the idea of the two fighting. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, oh this this looks hot. Oh. This this is what I want. I haven't watched Godzilla King of the Monsters. Oh you have actually neither have I. I almost said that I didn't. That was really Bobby Brown, isn't it? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I've I skimped on that one. I, I, I've watched the other two. Yes, me too. The Godzilla movie and then Kong Skull Island. I've seen both those. Yeah. And whenever Godzilla was on screen in Godzilla, I really liked it. Okay, see, I'm tired of, like, people and studios taking, like, really awesome ideas and going, you know what these awesome ideas need? More humans. And you're like, no, the the reason they're awesome is because there's no humans in them. That's why it's a cool, like, Transformers. Hey, robots that can transform into cars, guaranteed to sell toys. You know what this needs? Humans. Or how about we just stick with the alien transforming robot cars? Because if you ask me, that's that will probably put more butts in seats than, like, Mark Wahlberg. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Well, this is, this becomes an interesting situation because... In a lot of the best monster movies, the people are some of the best parts. Like in Jaws, like the people are amazing. And it's Transformers is a different kind of thing. Like the the um the monster the Transformers yeah. are like people themselves with their own personalities and their own Yes. Yeah. Well monsters don't have dialogue. I get it. So you kinda yeah. have to have I think you should have human characters. Um as like an interaction point, but I don't think that's like the focus. That should be like the focus. You can use them to like explore how this is affecting like our world, but I I, I just kind of want to see Godzilla destroy things. Like I like you know what I mean. Like I'm like when he destroys things, you can cut to like the human character and he's like, oh my god, my family, and you'll be like, oh. But also, that's cool. Um. Have you seen the original Godzilla? Yeah, I've seen... I have not. Oh, okay. I've seen the original Godzilla. I've seen, like, probably a third of the subsequent, like, sequel stuff they've done. Um, And I saw they did, like, a a Godzilla movie a couple years back. And I think think it was, like, a Japanese one. Not Not the American one. Oh. And that was pretty good. But I don't remember the name of it for some reason. Um... Um... I have seen all of the King Kong movies. Same. I own the original. Hot. I don't know if I own it, but I maybe on VHS actually. Like I own the black and white. Like it, it was pretty good. Yeah. But like I have no like oh you're going to destroy the the gem that is yeah. King Kong like 
I, I is really that good. Like, yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen them, and in like my, this is people may hate me for this. Like, I think they're good, but like, I'm not. I don't have any like personal like attachment where I'm like, oh, you're ruining my kaiju. You're ruining it. Like, I, I'm not that invested. I just want to see a good movie, and I'll pretty much watch anything. So that's why I've seen them. <laughs> but like, I'm not. I don't have any like personal connection to the source material so i'm not when i watch it i'm not like you're spinning over everything it stood for i'm not yeah not really concerned um i liked kong skull island better than the peter jackson one see i liked the peter jackson one more i think and but with an exception i think it's too long and um the thing that saves it for me the dinosaur the dinosaur fight that's dinosaur fights. Like you, like fine. I'll just watch the dinosaur fight. But like, yeah, the thing is about Kong, Kong, Kong Skull Island is essentially the dinosaur fight scene for like two hours. So mm-hmm. it's it's a lot more of the dinosaur fight scene. Like literally that opening, like or not the opening, but the first time you see him, and like they're playing like Fortunate Son because it's a Vietnam movie, and they play Fortunate Son in every single Vietnam movie. And like you do, 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 and you just see like his silhouette against the sun, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then he just, oh, oh, damn, everything. I was like, oh, this is great. This yeah. is classic. That was good. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm interested to see the the versus movie. Yeah, I wonder if they'll like hug it out at the end, and then there'll be like a a kaiju justice league. A kaiju justice league. Bro, this is like Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, but it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gonna, gonna, like author's a... gonna come in at the end as like Doomsday. <laughs> yes, and then Desatroy is gonna jump in, and he's like Wonder Woman, and then it's just <gasps> and then I don't know what. I what, what did you just say, Desatroy? What is that? Desatroy? No, yeah. Um, is that like the? The German version? Oh, I'm pretty what? sure. I think it's. I think it actually just means destroyer, but um, I can't remember what it's from. But I know I've seen it. Um, another uh, thing in the god. I had never heard of that at all. Then there's like that- Mecha Godzilla, which is like Godzilla but on crack, and he's a robot. <laughs> I heard about that one. Yeah. I'd, okay, I said like I don't really like all this stuff that much, and then I'm like <laughs> pulling out the deep cuts. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm familiar, but I'm not attached. Um. Yeah, but that was that's gonna be interesting to see. Like Godzilla's just standing over him, and King Kong's like Martha. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first time he talks. Yeah, yeah, says, yeah. And the Godzilla's like, "Why did you say that day?" <laughs> Can we get Jesse oh. Eisenberg back playing like a, a kaiju? But it, like a yeah. kaiju with his face like deep fake onto the kaiju. <laughs> and he like feeds King Kong a Jolly Rancher. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, someone please make this movie. See, we're we're pitching musicals today, but that's better than my actual pitch. Yeah, maybe. Um, um how are you? I'm, I'm sorry. Watching. I like completely just took over that segment. That's okay. I have been watching The Crown. And The Crown is really good. Oh, 
Um, yes. The first season of The Crown is literally excellent. Ten out of ten. It I think I think all of the seasons are pretty good. I think the second season might be my favorite. That season's pretty good too, actually. Yeah. What season are you on now? Have you finished the whole thing or are you on season No. I'm on season three. Okay. Um and they did the they did the actor switch. Yes. The actor Dosi Do. The Dosi. And I'm not sh- like I really I love Olivia Coleman. Uh-huh. Like she's an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. Actor. But Claire Foy is just was just so good. I'm okay. See, that's what I mean by like I really like like season one. Season two is obviously good. It's not because like riding goes downhill, but I think. A, I know more about, like, the more modern it gets, the more I actually know about it. Because um, it's, like, close to when I was alive. Right, once once you get to season four, I'm like, yeah, I kind of know this stuff. But in the earlier seasons, I know, like, I mean, the Winston Churchill stuff I knew. But the rest of it, I was like, oh, really? And on top of that, she was just so good that when we get to season three, as amazing as, what's the actress's name again? Olivia Coleman. Yeah, as amazing as she is, it's just like, it was just, it was so good before that it just feels different, you know? Like, the young queen, played by Claire Foy, was, like, so, she was so, like, internal. Yeah. Like, she couldn't, there was so, you could see there was so much that you wanted to express, and she couldn't express it. And then, of course, like, in an episode, you kind of find out that she kind of couldn't express it, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um. And there's, like, there's so much interesting, like, subtle acting and subtle, like, rage yeah. from Boy that um, kind of go, and probably went away with the queen as she, like, older and wiser and calmer. But, like, I'm only in halfway through season three, so I don't know, maybe some, maybe some stuff goes down. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm expecting it. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I won't spoil anything. Yeah. Um. Should we get into our pitches, my dude? Yeah. This is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna title this segment. Um. <laughs> Kaiju versus the Queen, <laughs> or something. <laughs> that's a, that's a good title. Yeah, that's that, good. That should be. That should be who they face when when they become <laughs> the. Just a gigantic Claire Foy. Just. <laughs> Oh. And then, like, it's the first hit lands, you just see the queen is coming to Downton, and then cut to credits. <laughs> the most unnecessary crossover ever conceived. Oh, I think that's the. I think that's. The, I want to see this movie, now. dude. Uh, you want to just screw the pitches and come up with a spitball pitch <laughs> of the queen versus the kaiju? <laughs> What? No, I think what either... okay. Um, um, February nineteen forty-eight. The kaiju are attacking the planet. The queen, played by Floyd, has to be super, super sized, um, into a gigantic version of herself. So almost like um Sue in Monster vs. Aliens, and um, yeah, Spencer. Yeah, she wasn't queen until nineteen fifty-one. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, even better. Even better, then. 
Okay, so like the day of her like inauguration. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the super the kaiju's yeah. The kaiju appear in London. Yes, the kaiju in London. And they're just like there for peace, but like Claire Foy's having none of. Yeah, this. no, she does the. She does the. I came here to wear a crown and kick ass, and I'm all out of crown. <laughs> I'm all. She just, just she takes Godzilla's tail and just like throws him into the orbit. Just perfect, uh, perfect. Okay, I'm Should so we sad into- we can't record this now because that was golden. Oh man. Okay, I'm gonna tell everybody to listen to this episode. This is, yeah, that's that. That's a good this idea. This is beautiful. Oh. <laughs> Um, in honor of the queen, mm-hmm. I found ten pence. I don't know why I'm showing the screen. We're not recording. This. We're not recording. So depressing. So depressing. Uh, so I'm gonna flip that to see who goes first. So yeah. do you want? You call, call it. it. Call it. All right. I'm flipping it and calling it. No, you call it. Oh, I don't want the pressure. All right, I'm picking. I'm picking tails for the kaiju. <laughs> All right. There's actually a lion on here, so. Hi. Pick tails? Yeah. It's heads. You're first, baby. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm first. All right. Start us off. Okay. There's, um,. The year is undisclosed. Um, the the our main character, his name is Murray, Ooh. and he has just moved to a new country from um, from the UK. He has a thick, what the heck is that? He has a thick. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I just hear. Boom, boom. We we can edit that out. We can edit that out. Okay, the main character. Hold on a second. Are you okay over there? I <clears throat> give give me a second here. Can you babble? Uh, face. Yeah, sure. Okay, sorry about that, folks. We're having some technical difficulties. Carson will be back with us in just a second. Um, anything I could say to fill the time? Let me think. Oh, okay, okay. So earlier this week, um. I really had to go to the bathroom after I had already left the restaurant. So I was thinking to myself, now, do I go back into the restaurant after I already went to my car and admit defeat and go to the bathroom? And everyone in there will know that I just came back in and used the bathroom. Or do I hold it for my 45-minute drive and blast music out my window to try and distract myself? I went with the smart option and blasted music out my window to distract myself for 45 minutes. Nice. Anyway, back to the pitch. The main character's name is Murray. Um, he has just moved to a new country from the United Kingdom. He has a thick Cockney accent. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, very interesting guy. But what's more interesting is where he moved. He moved to Dislandia. Oh my god. 
Are you the capital <laughs> of Dislandia, Mickey'sville. Mickey'sville, Dislandia. You and your Disneyland pitches. Okay, okay. I'm ready. Um. Now, have I pitched this already? Like a different thing where Disney has taken over everything? Yes, you did. Oh, I, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. But this you one's better. Black Mirror episode you had. This one's even better. Okay. okay. So back to Dislandia Universe. And he goes to the school. He goes to um, Disney High. <laughs> <laughs> and this place, this country, actually, everybody will randomly start singing. Ooh, oh, that's good. Like, it's like an impulse that they have as a culture, just to randomly start singing. <clears throat> um, so we like talk. So it starts off with like this opening, opening song at Disney High, like introducing Disney High. Maybe it doesn't even have to be Disney. Maybe it could just be like Musical High or something, and this is Musical End or something. Oh, just in case like they actually want to make this film, and just Disney. in case they actually want to make this film. Yeah. Um, Because I'm realizing that there's nothing really to do with Disney besides the title. But anyway. um, So it can change. Yeah. And there's like, it introduces the the kids at school. And then there's like one kid that was like, um, gotta get ready for school. My stepdad was gonna drive me, but then he said no, because he's disappointed in me or whatever. You know, like weird stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then there was like the like smoking weed crew at school, you know, like that they have at every crew at every school. The stoners, like, skids. A little section of them being like, um, I made the sick bong out of a juice cotton, you know, <laughs> something like that. Um. <coughs> And Murray arrives at the school. And everybody's singing. Everybody's having a good time. Like, the teacher's all like, class is in session. And, like, sings a whole song. And he's just confused out of his mind. Because he's like, what? He... But the weird thing is he kind of likes it. Because Murray's this character who can't sing. Can't sing for the life of him. He's an awful singer. Um... But he loves music. He's very passionate about music. Um, and so he, it's about his journey to try and to try and develop his singing skills and to try and get in the in the <clears throat> musical of musicals, the musical high of musicals. Um, and throughout his journey, he meets all these like nice musically people, but there's like a a musical bo- bully that's like, I'm gonna steal your lunch money, <laughs> get out of my way, little sucker. Um, something like that. <laughs> it's like a musical bully that bullies him for not being able to sing, but there's also people that like try and help him sing. And then he does like this as people are like trying to help him sing. He starts asking why they sing all the time. And they don't know. 
they're like, this is just how it's always been. And he's like, well, you got to have a reason to sing. And then he goes into like this talk singing thing of being like, this is why singing is so good and music is so important. Mm-hmm. It's because um, it helps you express emotions that you can't express other ways. Like you shouldn't just be singing stuff that you could say. You should be singing what you can't express through words. Hmm. And then at the end, he's at the audition for the musical of musicals. Um, and he's not singing very well. But what he's singing about is something very passionate. He's singing about his life, um, his journey, his love of music, and maybe the love of a love interest or something. And it wins over the crowd so much that they actually put him in the musical. Not as the lead singer or anything like that, but as to sing his own song, to have his two cents, and they create like an actual character for him because he's just that good. Um, that's how the mu- I'm not sure what I'd call it now that it's not Disney. I was going to say like <laughs> Dislandia, or you could call it like the musical of musicals. See, the thing is, I think you could actually like pitch that to Disney though, because it's not like it's like anything too. There's nothing like that offensive in it. You know what I mean? No, this this like totally could be a Disney musical. It's um, it'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool. My, I'm not sure if I could if I should do it in high school or not, but I'm interested to see like. Um, I'm not sure if he could sing, but he probably can. But like that guy from, uh, Sex Ed- Education. Oh, Acid Butterfield? Yeah, Butterfield. Yeah. Um, he could do it. Or Tom Holland could do it. Oh, he has like a background in, in Broadway and stuff and stage. So he could, mm. he could totally do it. That's gross. I'm I'm one a person that can't sing. You know, part of acting is pretending, right? No, but I want the I want the pain to be real if he can't sing. Okay, cast me. If <laughs> if he was if he was younger, um, it'd be that guy that did that thing on Netflix repertoire that like four piece. Oh yeah, what's that caster? Cast or something. His last name's Caster. Yeah. I just totally forget his name. Um, but yeah, he could be in it. And then it would be like populated by these like musical people like that. Um I haven't seen high school musical, the musical the show, but like those <laughs> kind of kids. Well yeah, you could get like actual singers and stuff. Like you could get like uh what's the what are those two gr- sisters' names? Like Chloe and Haley or something? Um I think one of them's gonna play Ariel. I can't remember which one. Uh but yeah you, you could get like actual like singers for the other parts. So it makes him feel like an even more useless piece of garbage. Um yeah to me this is like this is almost like um, proving to like the audience why musicals should exist because it's kind of like one of those things where they used to be like really like every year those that would be like the action movie right mm-hmm. and now they've kind of slowly dissipated so there's less of them and it's almost kind of like 
explaining the value of them again to a yeah. new audience. I want it to be super meta in that way. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and it's like reverse Footloose. <laughs> it's reverse Footloose. Um, yeah. Except with singing. With singing. And yeah. I feel like this would be really good. I, I, um, I, ho- I hope Disney you're hearing and you're calling. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Call me. You need someone to talk to. And there could be like a, yeah, there could be a counselor. It could be a counselor song mm-hmm. of like, because he's not, he's not doing very well. And then yeah. the counselor's like, well, you just have to practice your singing voice like me. And he's like, all very good at singing. And he, he's just like, that becomes like the, that's the objective. Right. Is like, to be good at singing. Right. But then like the unconscious need mm-hmm. is for him to express what is great about music. Right. So I, I think this would be an interesting, interesting picture. I, Who else could we cast? Um, um I guess, I, I, oh, oh no, you go, you go. I feel like this could be directed by Tom Hooper. Like to redeem himself for the pop. Redeem. I don't know. Dude. Um, I've, I don't know if I've lost faith. It, I don't know. I, he scares me now. That was a scary yeah. decision that he made last time. That was a mm-hmm. very scary. The thing about Tom Hooper is like, no matter what movie he makes, whether it's good or bad, the style is kind of weird. Oh, right. Yeah, this I mean, style is like, it's very stylized. Like, even in like the King's speech, which is like, a pretty straightforward movie. Like, even some of the shots, like, the subject of the shot will only take up, like, the bottom half, the r- bottom, like, right half of a frame, and the rest is just, like, empty mm-hmm. space. Like, it's, like, it's like interesting stuff. Um, I think if he could pitch that to Disney and they let him direct it, that would be fantastic. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I feel like this would be a good, a jolly good show. You could have like, <clears throat> or some other great singing actors. You could have like a, you have a Meryl Streep in here, obviously. You could have a, you could have a Hugh Jackman. Oh yeah, Hugh Jackman could probably play the counselor. Yes, I want Jackman. Meryl Streep in this too. She 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 has to be in this because was didn't she just do a musical? Yeah, the prom yeah. or whatever. I haven't seen. I haven't that, seen but... it either. Um, yeah, I I would I would enjoy this. I think that's all. I didn't really write too much down about my pitch. I um, <clears throat> well, we told you it was going to be a, a briefer. Well, if we have more time at the end after mine's done, we, we can, can babble, babble again. again. But I'm excited to see Spencer's. Well, before 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 we move on. Um, what was I gonna say? Something to say, something to say. Implant some ideas. Oh, what? What I was gonna say is, um, do you have like an idea? Like, so you you know what the show stopping number is gonna be, right? That's gonna be the end. That's the that's the memories. That's the yeah. yeah you know what? I mean? But it's not gonna be pretty. It's gonna be like there's gonna be it's real. Music. It's real. I think and and people appreciate like... it because it's real. But like that's. 
which is cool. The show-stopping number isn't the one that displays vocal talent. Um, so your I Want song is going to be like a song about how he wants to be good at singing? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. Um, is there going to be a villain? That's my question. Is there And is there going to be a villain song? You have to have a villain in it. Yeah, so is that going to be the bully? Yes, that's going to be okay, the bully. Okay, he, he's going to have a villain song. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. I, I like villains. Who could be the bully? Who could be the bully? Uh, I just scratched my nose um, because I was like, oh no, they'll see me. Wait, we're not recording this. Scratch, scratch. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I feel like the... I feel like definitely the villain song should be like, there's this prank that he wants to pull on him at the audition. Like, like porn pig's blood kind of thing. Like Carrie kind of Ooh. thing. Ooh, that's good. Um, and him and his cronies are like trying to figure this out. And they're like, um, I don't know, killing a pig or something. Yeah. Maybe not killing a pig. Maybe something a little bit different. Maybe like, Hmm. Uh, maybe they're gonna like auto tune the mic or something. <laughs> but that would, that would system. Yeah. Oh jeez. I can't figure out what they would do, but something evil. Something evil. And they're singing very evilly yes. about it. And then I wanted to be like so tongue in cheek that it's almost like, um, Chris Cooper and like the 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 Muppet the Muppet movie where he's like maniacal. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to be like so expressive. Yeah. All of these people in this in this. It's like a live game. action cartoon kind of. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be great. Alright. Yeah, that's that's oh. actually a really solid idea. Thank you. Yeah, it's like it's a tribute to like not only like Disney kind of vibes, but also kind of like the classic musical itself. Oh, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. That's that's nice. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to your pitch? Okay. I don't know why I said that like that. <laughs> like you're upset about well, it. What are you? Fine. Well, if that's what you want. Uh... <clears throat> With your heart. Okay. Before I forget this, I I thought of a little bit more of an idea. So, this guy's talking about like you have to sing about what you can't say like stuff that you need to express through song um to like a group of people and then there's like this one kid that's like um singing like he's like okay i think i got it gotta get up gotta get to school um my stepdad said he'll drive me in this car that's super cool but he changed his mind he's disappointed in me because I didn't get on the basketball team. Oh, what a dick, what a dick. He's such a... Or something like that. <laughs> Dude, that's that's ripe. That's ripe. That's a ca- you got a catchy tune on your hands, my guy. All right. Let it go what? I don't Let think... Let it go what? Uh-huh. All right. Dude, Let's get keep... Adina Menzel up in here. Oh, sorry, I mispronounced her name. Adil Danzin. Adil <laughs> Danzin. Uh, <laughs> Spencer, what is your 
I'm really interested <laughs> to see what your pitch is. Okay, I have to go. I took notes on my phone. So there's going to be tapping, so I'm going to edit this part out. Oh, my gosh. There's tapping. Tap away. Tap, tap, tap. Uh, a tap of the uh, a tap of uh, shoe. Tap, tapping and shoe. Tapping it, shoes, um, and a tapping it too. <clears throat> there's going to be like this other kid that's like really smart, and he's like, <clears throat> I got three A's for all of my life. Um, um, but the new teacher gave me a B, and that's not super nice. <laughs> now I'm gonna be real sad. Oh, I thought that was going to like, now I'm gonna have to do whatever it takes to get that A. <laughs> and then it just like, <laughs> never mind that. My mind, uh, it goes. That is your mind. This is a Disney film, sir. You used the word dick before. Well, that's like PG. I guess so. That's true, I guess. Okay. Iron Man, Iron Man in the, oh, should I swear? No, actually, it's fine. I'm not going to say it. Um, it's fine. Moving on. Um, I'm editing out the do whatever. Actually, will I edit out the I'll do whatever it takes for that? Hey, I don't know. All right. Get to your pitch. I'm leaving it in. Okay. So, uh, I, every time we do one of these things, I always try to, like, shove the format of what we're talking about into some sort of superhero movie. Um, of course. Most of the time, because I'm a nerd. And um, this time, I was like, oh, whatever will I like? How am I going to get a musical into like a superhero movie? And I think the most natural character to do that with, in my opinion, like one of the most misunderstood characters, is Spider-Man. Superman. No! Superman, Carson. Superman. It's Superman. Superman. And do you know why? You like... Check out the last few movies Superman has been in. You know? I feel like it's an interpretation of the character. But Wait, my view yeah. of Superman is not Wait, all yeah. <clears throat> Superman to me is like the nicest guy in the world who just happens to have superpowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite Superman stories of all time is Peace on Earth by Paul Dini and Alex Ross. Um, and it's just this like little offshoot thing about Superman fighting world hunger. And I took that idea and I turned it into a musical, baby. We got Superman World Peace, the musical. You laugh, but this is freaking awesome. Okay. And at playing Superman, I'll tell you who's cast right now. Um, I'm fan casting because a bunch of people really want this to happen. So I was like, let's just roll with it. Michael B. Jordan is Superman because like a bunch of people like, can see him as Superman, I guess. Um, and I've rolled with it because there's a scene in particular that I think it will work really he's, well. He's got the body for it. Ooh, yeah. he's He is a tasty dish, isn't he? He's, like, a perfectly symmetrical dish. <laughs> That's one thing to say. See, like, usually I'm not, like, a huge fan of, like, randomly flipping the race of a character for no reason. But I feel like with Superman, it's okay because he's an alien. So he's like, it doesn't really matter as much. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, we open up on Krypton. And oh, I know what you're thinking. Another Superman origin-like scene. Ah, ah, ah. Superman origin in this movie is a five to ten minute montage all told through a song 
called A New Home. Um, and, like, the opening destruction of Krypton is, like, this big epic musical number. And, like, Jarrell and they're trying to, like, get their son in the thing. And they're singing about how they're going to send him to a new home. A whole new home. <laughs> While their planet's being destroyed. Um, so they're singing this epic song. And for the music, I'm thinking it's, like, it's, like, epic orchestral, like, classic, you know, Broadway musical type stuff. Um, and then we see, like, Clark growing up on the farm and stuff. And it's still part of the same musical number. It's, like, a montage. And I'll, I'll speed it up. But essentially, by the end of it, he's Superman. And um, we see him, like, saving people. And then he says, like, he's going to go to, like, Metropolis for a new home again. And he goes to Metropolis. And then as soon as he like flies off, um, the music that's been playing slowly builds up into the the John Williams score. And then it's like, Superman, peace on earth, title card. Mm-hmm. Um, so we cut to Metropolis and Lois and Clark are in their apartment. And Lois is like hurrying and she's like trying to get ready and like she's fixing her makeup or whatever. And, you know, Clark's like, Lois, you have to eat something. And she's like, Clark, I'm not hungry. You know, I have to go. Because Lois has this, like, huge interview with Lex Luthor, who is um, this new founder of this, like, multi-billion dollar biotech corporation called LexCorp. Ooh. And she has this interview with this guy. So she's rushing and she's doing her makeup. Clark's like, Lois, you have to eat something. You know, you're going to be hungry. You haven't had something all day. She's like, Clark, I have to go. He's like, only take a second. She's like, the cab is like waiting downstairs. So he uses his super speed. And he like makes her a sandwich and puts in a little brown paper bag. She's like, oh, thanks, honey. What are you up to tonight? He's like, I'm going to go put the Christmas tree um, in town center tonight in like Metropolis Center. And she's like, all right. And then, you know, he gets changed and he takes this gigantic Christmas tree and he like puts it in town, the town center or whatever. And like everyone's cheering and he's like shaking hands and taking pictures. And my version of Metropolis is like, (laughs) my version of Metropolis is like um, a futuristic 50s, um, like Chicago. Like it, the architecture looks like it's, made in the 50s just it's all glass and like the cars are all 1950s cars but on the inside they're like really high tech and um the reason they're all high tech is because of LexCorp ooh, ooh, the new stuff who have branched into biotech but that's like a completely different story um <clears throat> so puts the Christmas tree down shaking hands with the crowd or whatever and he hears like this like really faint like help me somewhere in the crowd and he like rushes over to this girl who's like passing out and as she falls over he like picks her up and he's like sorry everyone i have to like take care of this you know um merry christmas and he like jets up and he notices that she's like really light and she looks malnourished so he brings her to this homeless shelter and essentially this interaction leads into our second song hunger for one hunger for all (laughs) where clark is debating or with himself kind of after he helps this girl like you know how is world hunger still a problem and and he's like i don't know so in this montage as he's singing he's like trying to bring food to these homeless shelters around metropolis and like the next day he comes there's just more and more people every time he shows up and he doesn't know how he's going to solve this problem so lois tells him still in the confines of the song this isn't through dialogue um she's like hey 
maybe this is like something Superman can help with. So he's like, all right, cool. Now it leads to the third song called Dear Mr. Congressman, where Superman goes to Congress and tries to convince the United States government to let him try and solve world hunger. And everyone's like a little bit hesitant because this is like foreign affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually he convinces everyone. He's like, it won't be on any skin off your back. There's plenty of farms who've agreed to help out because they have a lot of excess. I can like compile the excess and I'll personally deliver it to all these different malnourished countries and crates. Again, all through song. There's no dialogue. Um, it's all through music. And they're like, all right, fine, Superman. You do it. Next song is called Just Look Up. And it's like a montage of him bringing food in these like ginormous crates down to these like hungry people, right? And you just like giving them out the food and all these people are like, wow, thanks, Superman. I'm bringing back Superman who saves people again. Remember that guy? Wow. It's been a while, hasn't it? No shade. I'm just saying. That's what I like to see. No shade. Literally, I get so happy when I see a superhero save someone. Like, I'm like, oh! That's sometimes more exciting than action scenes to me. Um, so then, you know, in the song, Clark goes to this, like, war-torn European country. And, like, he shows up. And he has, like, all this food or whatever. And he's giving it out to people. And the kind of the first little bump in the road arrives when after he gives it out, this, like, little kid looks at him and he's like will you be here tomorrow and that's when he's like oh like he's starting to realize this this problem isn't you know it's he can't it's 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 harder to solve than he thought which leads to um song five isn't enough so like clark is contemplating whether like what he's doing is enough to solve world hunger he doesn't know um next country he goes to or I guess not a country. He goes to Africa, which is a continent, but he goes to Africa, which is, okay, this is the scene where I was like, it'd be really cool if Michael would join a Superman. Because, like, Superman shows up in Africa, and you see, like, a black Superman and, like, a complete swarm of these, like, African natives who are, like, all, like, coming up to him, like, oh my god, you know, and they all, like, kneel to Superman. That would be so sick, like, visually. I think that'd be really interesting. And he's, like, going to all these remote villages trying to, like, hand out the food. Um, and then this, like, brush fire starts. And then he, like, saves all the animals. And he saves, like, uh, you know, picks up an elephant and all that stuff. He's saving all the people. And he creates this whirlwind and puts out the fire. Superman things. Mm-hmm. Things that I haven't seen in a very long time. Um, so then he's like, all right. And he continues on his mission. And, you know, he's crisscrossing across the globe. And then... Um, he goes to this country that's unnamed. I'm trying to keep some of these countries unnamed. Um, they do in the book as well, which is smart because you don't want to like actually hit the nail on the head with something and like offend people. So, uh, yeah, or misrepresent something. So it's like unnamed countries for the most part. But he goes to this like country where he arrives. Um, you know, there's the army, like the military. And this country um, is in a complete dictatorship and the military and the government control the citizens through means of famine. So to keep the, they keep the civilians hungry so they're subservient to the government. When Superman shows up, the military is like, uh, <laughs> we don't want your, your help here. Thank you very much. And he's like, no, I have to like feed these people. And they're like, <laughs> get the hell out. 
And he's like, no, I'm on a mission. And he starts trudging towards them with this like huge crate of food. He puts it down and they're just shooting at him, you know, like tanks are firing at him, just rapid gunfire. He's like pushing through it. Like, please, like, let me save you. And then they're like, he, he's not going to like die from this. Mm-hmm. So they point the guns at the civilians and they, they're going to shoot the civilians. And Superman comes in, he like stops the bullets and melts their guns. But he realizes that he has to leave because he can't just stand there and constantly like watch these people. So he just leaves the food and leaves. And that's like the first kind of moment of like, damn, like this is harder than I thought, you know, this isn't so simple. And then he goes to a lot of other countries when he's singing the song, which I think is what the sixth song now it's one of the, it's, it's later down the road. He's singing this song called let me save you. And he's like going to these countries where civilians don't want his help. They view his help as like, you know, they're, they're patronizing him. They don't want him there. People are throwing stones at him. Um, he goes to a different country where like people are so hungry and rabid that they're like almost attacking Clark. Like they're all like scrambling and creating this big crowd around him to get out of it. He has to tunnel underground and like make a hole and fly up through it. Like it's, it's proving to be a lot harder than he thought. And finally, the last country he goes to while he's singing, let me save you. Again, this is all through song. These are, this is told through songs. He's carrying this big crate and he's like coming down and they shoot these missiles at him. But because he's carrying the crate, he can't dodge it. And it completely like hits him, blows up the crate and in the missiles was poison. So he swirls up and creates a whirlwind to get rid of the poison. But it poisons all of the food. So all of the grain and crops are now poisoned. Um, and Superman has failed. He's failed his mission. So he goes back home and he's, you know, very upset. And he's seeing the news and people are criticizing him. Some people are praising him for his efforts, but some people are thinking he falls short. And all he can think about is the people that are still in countries looking up towards the sky waiting for Superman to show up. But he's failed. Um, and, you know, Lois Lane does an interview for Superman, obviously, because they're dating, so she can. Um, and she gives Superman an interview, and he explains that he tried his best, and these problems are, you know, not easily solved. And, and Clark's just really down on himself until, you know, time goes by, and he starts seeing all these, like, rich and wealthy people around the world were inspired by him and start donating food and services to, like, these poor impoverished communities in slums around the world globally all these rich people are coming out and doing it um bruce wayne donates like half a billion dollars to like help poverty and and famine in in america you know and he realizes that his this job was too big for one person he has given the world a bigger gift which is the the gift of hope which is the last song which is Peace on Earth, and then the movie ends. Um, I want this movie to be, like, completely uplifting, classic Superman. This is closer to the original 78 film than it is to, like, the Zack Snyder-verse. Mm-hmm. You know? it's It sounds a lot like one of my favorite movies. It's a wonderful life. Yes, one may say. it's It's a wonderful tale. Yeah, I want this to be, like, a, an uplifting, like, good like i want people to walk out of this like yeah i can make a difference that type of thing that's who would direct this piece see 
I haven't thought about it. I've just literally thought of this pitch. Who would direct this movie? See, you have to get like a perfect balance of of kind of the whimsical element of Superman and like the inspiring hope. So you tell me, who do you think would direct it? Because I don't know. Whimsical uplifting of You could I could see this honestly being a Spielberg film. Yeah, I could see it being a Spielberg film. What others like Bright Lights? Bright Lights Big City. I could see this might be a little bit weird to say. But I could kind of see like Steve McQueen directing it. Yeah. No, I understand that. Like he he can adapt to a lot of different things. Yeah. McQueen can. Yeah. I feel like that Ryan Coogler could do it. Um Yeah, I feel like I want to give this to... Hold on, you know what? I'm, I'm going to use my phone that we're FaceTiming on to Google something because I don't want... Oh, Jesus. Never mind. It made a big sound anyways. I'm trying to spare the audience's ears. All right. Spare the audience's ears. Um, um, I think this could... I think this is a great idea. Fantastic idea. I guess it was being a great movie. And I think you won the pitch. You You get the pitch trophy. Pitch trophy to Spencer, Spencer Fleming, Spencer J. Fleming. I, I don't think we're having a competition. No, well, if you were, if we were, you'd win. So there you go. I don't know. That's a great that. idea. The great, um, incorporation of the music. Um, I feel like this maybe could also not be a musical and work. Oh, definitely. And the- be actually made that way. Yeah, definitely. The the book that is based on is not um, a musical. But I always thought, you know, this is... Superman is, like, the, the easiest character that you can do this with. Because, you know, you try to do a musical with, like, any other character, and they don't exactly have the same nature. But, okay, I'm trying to look up other possibilities here. <clears throat> um, this may be... Something where you're going to be like, what? But I don't know. It's just something about the tone um, of, of her films. I think she may be able to tackle something like this, but maybe Greta Gerwig. Um, hmm. That's just interesting. That was a, that was a long pause. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like Greta would never do like a. No, that's the thing. Big movie. That's the thing, but I don't know. I just kind of like the tone of her films. I feel like if that makes sense, like because most yeah. of her stuff is a lot smaller. Well, but I guess Little yeah. Women was kind of a bigger budget. It was a bigger budget, but it wasn't a bigger film. No. It is it, like I'm, I'm, I'm guessing most of the budget for that movie went to production design. Yes. Um, I thought you were gonna say like Catherine Bigelow or Patty Jenkins. Maybe see, Duvernay. See, I I don't know if um if Patty Jenkins would want to do this though. Yeah. Um, he's kind of had she 
had her hat in the ring. On the other side of the ring. Oh, wait, no. On the same side of the ring. What am I talking about? Also, okay, this, And the thing, about, the thing about Catherine Bigelow is, like, most of her movies are... It's a completely different tone, you know? Yes. Like, what? She did The Hurt Locker? Yes. And Zero Dark Thirty, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't know if that tone matches. And then the last time... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Ava DuVernay directed A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. Which had a more whiz- like whimsical feel to it, and I didn't mm-hmm. like that. Personally. Oh. So, I don't know. what I'm running out. Maybe Sofia Coppola? No. Alright, um... <laughs> Alright, uh... Dude, that was so mean. You're just like, no. <laughs> I don't know! I don't That's know. like... Even more. That's so much colder. You're you're so cold from where. So cold. Um. Okay. Well, then I think Spielberg's your guy. Then Spielberg's the guy. He's gonna also. I'm probably gonna edit out some of the stuff where we just pitch back and forth, um, directors just for time. <laughs> maybe. Um. Um. But yeah, I think maybe Spielberg's the guy then because I think he has like. He usually can find a pretty good balance between between similar themes. You know, a lot of his films could be considered uplifting and positive in tone, optimistic. Which, yes, yes, it could. Which I think suits Superman. Um, I'm excited about this film. This film excites me. Um, what are there any more casting or, or production choices? Um, yes. I guess, um, because like a lot of it is this. Most of this movie kind of just hinges on Superman. Yes. Um, you know, but I guess you. I guess you could get into like. Okay, I've always like thought Sterling K. Brown could like play a really cool Lex Luthor. I um, brought that up. <gasps> you did. Oh I my god. Did. We in a different pitch video, I think. Stealing my idea for well, the, I think... for the unreleased. Oh, it's unreleased, dude! No one will ever know. Oh. We have an unreleased episode that you know what? I'm not even going to tell you the name of because maybe we'll redo it in the future. Maybe we'll redo it, or maybe we'll like just post the the trash that is. Um. <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> um. No. Um. But yeah, Sterling, I think he could play a pretty good Lex Luthor. Who would um, be like who would be Lois Lane? Mm, 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 mm. See now that's that's the tougher. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm, mm. Uh um Name actress you like. Well, if we're going like that same route, like we know him and Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson have some good chemistry. Yeah. We don't, by the way, we don't and, have to make everyone black. That's not, that wasn't what I was... And she's very... If you've seen Sorry to Bother You, she's quite the... She can play that radical person. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to get my parents to watch Sorry to Bother You. Cause, why? Why would you do that? Because I like it. No, you're... Why? Your, why wouldn't you? You're an that? enigma to me. You, why wouldn't I do that? Why would you want to sit down and watch Sorry to Bother You with your parents? 
Because it's a good movie. Is it is it too bad? Like, is there too many? I don't know. It's just. Is it even that bad? Okay, I saw it like last year. Is it even that bad? It's not that bad, but it's just an interesting movie to choose. Be like, yes, I'm gonna watch this with my parents. Yes. Yeah, there's coarse language, but I think a lot of it is it's kind of weird too. Yes, like and there's like movie. the like whole horse scene. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. But I mean, the idea, like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, I, they don't have to watch it with me. I just said that they should watch it. Let's go um, back to the task at hand. The task at hand. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Tessa Thompson could work. But again, we don't have to like make the entire cast black. I just always like Sterling K. Brown as an actor, and I, you're right. You brought him up in that unreleased thing as Lex Luthor. So I think that would be cool. My idea. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be cool. And Michael B. Jordan has been like they're trying to like I swear they're trying to like fan cast him in like Elseworld stories in the DC EU now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think he could be a, a good. I, I think um, I'm not sure if Michael B. Jordan can sing though. That's the only thing. Yeah, but if this um, was a non-singing movie, then... that's what you see. But we pitched musicals. we've pitched musicals, and you have not pitched. You could pitch a thing that... Dude, not- oh my god. I'm so stupid. Okay. I'm going to rework this later down the road and pitch um, not a musical version of this, just like an, an adaptation of Peace on Earth, and I'll pitch it to Warner Bros. Do it. Bet. Okay, so we probably... We're, we're a little he- ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just gonna more babbling with your boys. More babbling. Can we call this one um, musical pitches and babbling or something? Because there's there's gonna be equal amount pitch to babble at this point. The ratio is about fifty fifty. Yeah, fifty fifty <laughs> babbling to pitches. Let's go. Um, yeah. Uh, what should we babble about? What's <laughs> Babble about a question has a been... question of um um should we talk about what you said off camera? Which part of what I said off camera? The most recent thing. The most recent. Well, okay. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in school. All so, right. So yeah, we've gone into like film production, and I. I'm a first assistant director in my in my production, and Spencer is. Um, I am DOP director of photography. Um, we are in different. They've made our groups a lot smaller this time around, so we're in different film production crews, but we are in the same program. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what's happening in our lives right now. So that's pretty cool. It's actually been I've actually been busy for the first time in like forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. For the first time I'm in forever. That was totally not in sync, but it was on my side. It, yeah, it was in our hearts. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? And for those who don't know what First Assistant Director does, um, the director just call, like calls action and cut and like tell, like tell has the vision for everything. I just yell his vision out loud. Yeah. If, um, if you've ever seen a movie where there's like a movie set, 
Carson's the guy that has like the megaphone and he's like, okay, back to places, everybody. That's that's yeah. that's his job. That's what I'll be yelling. Um, which is fun. And you just have to be I'm probably gonna need to buy a watch that works. <laughs> you need like three. <laughs> just keep track time. Three watches, just like my whole arm. Yeah. For like different time zones. <laughs> Yeah. For for different time zones. Yeah, when someone's like, "Can I go and break?" Well, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was stupid. Okay. Uh, no, yeah. As you say. Um and Spencer's. Tell me. Oh, you're waiting for me to finish. Yeah. Um, I am director of photography on the film set, which is essentially uh, I am a big part in deciding how everything will look. So I go over the shot list with the director and we kind of come up with a vision. Sometimes the director of photography is more involved than other times. Sometimes the director will just be like, this is what I want. And the director of photography has to recreate that. And then other times the director of photography will pitch to the director what their vision for like a movie is. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing um, this time around. And usually the director of photography does not operate the camera. Um, there's a position called camera operator and they're in charge of operating the camera. But because our crews are a lot smaller this semester because um, of COVID and we have COVID safe measures, I am the director of photography and the, the camera op. Hmm. Um, so I'm gonna be busy on set. <laughs> And yeah, I have to say, I really like the, I really like how we've been doing this. We got the face shields and everything. Yeah, no, it feels pretty safe, even though we're going through a global pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of a weird point in the global pandemic because it's weird. You feel like you can see the end, but then you're like, I don't want to say we can see the end because I don't want to be hopeful. No, exactly. You don't want to jinx it. Like, oh, I think, oh, I'm going to tell you right now, the first, like, couple of weeks being back at school and interacting with people has been exhausting. I spent so much time not talking to people that just, like, interacting with that many people at once is, like, sensory overload now. You need to, like, make sure you have your your stand-up routine ready. Dude, Um, dude. I have about one a day now. Nice. Beautiful. Um, Yeah, it's been exhausting me, too. I have my... like it hurts my throat. Like at the end of the day, I'm like, I have been talking too much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been good. Speaking of the the global the global bastard, as some people call it. Um. What I've heard from like news sources mm-hmm. is that in BC in Canada, um, well in BC actually specifically, by April they're hoping to have at least a million vaccines coming in each week. Yeah. And being administrated, being handed out. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going with uh, medical staff first. Um, well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because we need them. Yeah, then it's probably going to be um, el- the elderly. Yeah. Because they're dropping like flies. They um, are. Um, Oop! Yeah. So were you, were you like trying? I feel like you were trying to look for a joke there. I had one, but I decided not to say it. Okay, good. Okay, keep uh, going. I value. I've started to value my career. 
<laughs> and your hopefully your grandparents. Oh yes. Hey grandma. Do you have a kicker back there? Do you have a do you have a light back there that's like I do. To make you look like you're glowing? I do a little bit. You do? Yeah. You little Oh, Minx. oh God, I just like completely destroyed my elbow. That is okay. That's so funny. Do you see? So Spencer has like a light that's yeah. at him from behind him, so he looks like he has this like nice glow around the edge. Yeah, because I didn't know that we were gonna be screwed, and like the thing was a dude. I got I washed my hair this morning. Um, okay. I put in my 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 curling stuff. Like I look good and then it's all just wasted i shaved i shaved today look how naked my lip is your lip is very naked it's very naked i shaved everything everywhere i'm clean um and <laughs> well, not everywhere it, is going to and it's all for professor. not no one can see it <laughs> nobody was gonna see everything anyway i'm not sure what kind of pitch you were trying to do i'm so sad um, oh, in other news, uh, what else could we talk about? You know what else we could talk about, actually? Well, well, okay, what else? I know, I just kind of switched. You were like, in other news, and then being like, oh, there's like, say your thing, say your piece. Say my thing? Um, we could talk about some movie stuff that's happening. What's What's the movie stuff that's happening? So, um... You know how every movie is going to be released simultaneously on, uh, what's it called, HBO Max? Like, the entire Warner Bros. catalog this year? Yes. And in theaters at the same mm-hmm. time. Which movie are you most excited for? Oh. Artistically? And, and you could pick two or three if you can't just pick one. Like, I'm really excited for Dune. Dude, same. And then I would have to look at the list to think of more. Do you want me you, to you could say look, your piece? You could look at the list because I kind of threw this out of nowhere. And I'll, uh, do you have it written down in a book? Yep. <laughs> Dude, okay, I have a kicker. This guy has a scrapbook with the, the Warner Bros. releases of 2021. Who's well, Warner um, oh, oh, in the heights, in the heights, in the heights. that one again? Well, it's an adaptation of um, Lin-Manuel Miranda's um, musical that I did before Hamilton. It's right. called In the Heights. Yeah. And it takes place on, like, the outskirts of New York in this community that's populated a lot by, um, by, the, by the Latin community. Yeah. The Latinos and Latinas. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot that was coming out. Um, yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for West Side Story. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited for... Speaking of musicals. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Ties in. That's... West Side Story is actually directed by Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, yeah. There you go. So hopefully it'll make... All it needs to do is be as good as the original. So then I don't have to, like, go back and watch the original. See, and he and- actually, he has an easier job than most, considering, like, the original. A lot of, it's tainted for a lot of people because of their use of, like, you know, whitewashing and yeah, on dark makeup to make. A l- yeah, a little bit of whitewashing. Yeah. Uh, 
So he actually has an easier job if he just casts like the right people. I know Elgort's in it. But it has to be as good as the original. Yeah. So, so, I don't, so I don't have to go back. I don't want to go back to that original. Angel, yeah. Because so, it's so good. Exactly. So as long as... He, and I think, I think he has no excuse not to make it as good as... He has like all the talent and budget to make it as good as the original. I think he has all the potential to do it. So I'm not worried. I think he, you have... Steven, you have no excuse for making a bad movie. I'm sorry. No, not ever. I'm not saying you, he can't make a bad movie ever. But I'm saying for this particular movie, of all the things that he's directed, this is a nice down the road. You know, like you can just truck on down the road and you should get to the finish line. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like think of how hard it must have been to pitch like E.T., before everyone knew that was going to be like a cultural phenomenon, you know? Pitching West Side Story, you already know it's going to sell. So I feel like there's no, there's no excuse. This has to be good. You're, you're right there? I'm looking up the cast. Oh, I know Ansel Elgort's in it. He's playing Ansel Elgort. Mm-hmm. Who the heck are you again? Baby Driver. Oh, right. Baby Driver. Rachel... Rachel, why isn't it showing me faces? Show me faces, please. Um, yeah, Ansel Gore, Rachel Zegler. <clears throat> Who are you? Who are you? She only has like one. Oh, so it's like a Broadway actress. Cool. See, she, good start. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> oh, oh, person from Hamilton. Yes. Um. Yeah, I think Ansel Elgort is like the only person of note, and then like it's a bunch of, bunch of actual Broadway. See, see, he's already on the right track. See, I told you he'll do a good that job. Is, I have faith in him. Um. That's the right track. <clears throat> yeah. Then you know what else? You know what else I'm excited for? What are you excited for? obviously still excited for the movies that were delayed like black widow and um james bond and all that stuff yes um but also i'm pretty sure james gunn's suicide squad supposed to come out yes seeing what he did with guardians of the galaxy this is gonna be nice i can tell i i already i i know that he looked at the original suicide squad and went Clean up, clean up, everybody clean up and swept that under the rug and let's get some 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 craziness to go on. I want more crazy shit. That's what I want. More crazy shit. Suicide Squad wasn't crazy enough. Get crazier. Well, I mean it's crazy they had Pimp Joker in it, but I'm talking good kind of crazy. Not <laughs> not, not uh well, oh, crazy. I feel like the worst thing about um the worst thing about it was like that the Joker it's fine having like a pimp Joker, but like he went too far. They went they went way like with the face tattoos and the you don't want no beef, you don't want no beef. Yeah. Like I feel a step too far. Mm-hmm. And he like started making like pig noises. Mm-hmm. And I was like mm-hmm. this is just like he 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 doesn't have the charm that like Keith Ledger's one did. Like, he was on the line of crazy. 
Joker Joker has to make you like hate him but love every moment he's on screen. You know? Like you have to like be like, damn, this is a despicable thing, but also this is entertaining. Um, okay. Here's the cast. I got the cast up. Of Suicide Squad? Yeah, the new one. Right. I Pete think Davidson's in it. Pete Davidson. That's cool. Blackguard. I don't know who that is. Um, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. John Cena as Peacemaker. <laughs> oh, they're going for rare, obscure characters. I like that. Who, who are you? Is um, King in here? It says Jared Leto is going to be in it again. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't think that was happening. Um, <laughs> Me neither. Um, Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Who's he playing? Bloodsport. Oh. Yeah, they're going for, like, really it, obscure. Isn't, isn't that, like, a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? It is, but unrelated, I'm assuming. And then Nathan Fillion as, like, somebody. Who who are you? Who are you going to be, Nathan? I don't know. But, dude, I'm pretty sure Economy King's in this movie. Also, isn't, isn't Killer Shark in this movie? Um, I think so, too, yeah. Killer Shark would be good. As, like, the 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 replacement for Killer Croc. Mm-hmm. Whose character motivation was he wanted BET in his cell? Just a reminder, just in case you expunge Suicide Squad from your memory, there's some people who still remember. He wanted BET? Yeah. His whole, the reason he decided to go into Suicide Squad is so he could get black entertainment television on his TV in his cell. Oh. That was his character motivation. I didn't catch that at all. I, don't, I didn't. I didn't even remember. I didn't remember that the first time. See, there's people who still remember. Never forget Suicide Squad yeah, 2016. Um, and Jai Courtney is going to be back as Captain Boomerang. Yeah, arguably, arguably the best part of the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I kind of like hmm? Diablo, except for that like weird character turn at the end. There's, like, any time they had a, a, a semblance of, like, something coherent, then the movie would just go, and you're like, what? <laughs> like, we almost had scenes, you know? We almost had scenes that made sense. Like, the first 20 minutes of that movie, I, I remember sitting in the theater going, like, how, who approved this? Who, this is like, there was like a montage of intros. It, it it felt like it wasn't even real. Like I was like, this can't be a real thing. This seems like a teaser for like a game or something. And then anyway, I'm not trying to harp on Suicide Squad and be like the two millionth person to do it. I'm just saying I'm excited for James Gunn's rendition. Okay. And to end it off, mm-hmm. outside of HB of the HBO Max, Warner Bros. collision, mm-hmm. what is your favorite was your most anticipated movie of 20? Cherry. Outside of that. Cherry. Cherry? Yeah. Did you not see the trailer for that one? No. What is that? Um, Tom Holland is playing... I don't know who the main character's name is. I think it's Nico something because it's based on like a book that's based on a true story. Um, and it's directed by the Russo brothers. And it's about this like young guy who enters the army and has, like, PTSD and ends up, like, robbing a bunch of banks and, like, getting hooked on drugs. 
um, but Tom Holland's playing him, and it looks pretty good. Check the trailer out. Tom Holland's just like going ham, dude. He's going ham. I like the him. He's that like range. Chaos walking. Yeah, that seems interesting. It does. Um, but <sighs> I'm I really I think. Candyman could be good. That could be good, yeah. It, I don't know what direction he's going to go with it, though. Um, I'm not even sure if it's directed by Michael Peel. What? By Jordan Peel. It's not? I'm, I'm not sure if it is. I think it might be executive produced by him and then, like, directed by um, somebody else. Who did I say that you got really mad at? Is it, was it in Sofia Coppola or something? No. Maybe directed by Sofia Coppola. No. I didn't get mad. Yeah, you did. You, like, scolded me. Whatever. Um, it was because it's just, that's just not right. <laughs> that's just incorrect. Let me, let me look on here. Um, Naya DaCosta is directing it. Who... A bunch of movies I haven't seen. Oh. She's also going to be directing Captain Marvel 2. Oh. What other movies has she directed? Um, she directed the documentary series Kesha, My Crazy Beautiful Life. Haven't seen it. She directed... The documentary Sharks Love the Amazon. Let me see. Whoops, I haven't heard of any of these things. She directed a Candyman short. She directed two episodes of Top Boy. What is Top Boy? Oh, I know Top Boy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, She directed two episodes of Top Boy. It's on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. Film called Little Woods and the short called Night and Day. So, Naya DaCosta. Hot. Good. But, like, how... Because he also produced Antebellum. I don't like Antebellum. Was Antebellum? I didn't see Antebellum. I didn't hear good things. It's bad. I don't like it. So, hopefully Candyman doesn't fall down the same route. I don't think it will. See, Antebellum was just... Unnecessary. That's the only word I can describe. Used to describe it. When is um when is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming out? That's this year. I thought that was next year. But I keep dropping this. Okay. Yeah, I think that is all the babbling we need. That's twenty minutes. Yeah. Twenty minutes of babbling. It's a good babbling. thirty minutes, if you count Queen, <laughs> the Queen versus the Kaiju. So, <laughs> My now favorite segment we've ever done on this show. All right, everybody. That concludes another episode of Babylon with the boys. That vibrato. I'm Spence the Chef, and I am going to go and finish working on the stuff I have to do as DOP. I'm going to try and get prepared. Research. How about you, buddy? I'm Carl Gervais, and I should probably go figure out some stuff about that as well. Not my, not the DOTP stuff, the the, the first AD stuff. <clears throat> That's who I am, and I'm also gonna go have some lunch because I'm 
because because Johnny hungry. Um, I'm so hungry too. Oh, oh, you can't see it, but I'm rubbing my my stomach right now. But like, it's really weird, and I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm like swaying at the same time. See, this is why we have to record these things. All right. Um, thank you for watching Babylon. Listening to. Oh. Babylon. Listen and thank you for listening to the Babylon with the Boys. Um, yeah, and, if you haven't already, oh, check out our Instagram, Babylon with the Boys Z with a Z. Um, same name as our YouTube channel and our Facebook. So check us out on all those things too. On YouTube, we do highlight reels of our podcast, and you can actually see our faces. So that's cool. Not for this episode because mistakes were made, but for tons of others so go check that out leave comments like subscribe all that good stuff as you were carson and have a good week everybody and keep stay spicy yes stay spicy everybody spicy